Hello, knowledge seekers. In this episode of 20 Minute Books, we delve into the riveting narrative of The Warmth of Other Suns by Isabel Wilkerson, an acclaimed piece of historical storytelling that unveils the colossal shift known as the Great Migration. This transformative period spanned from 1915 to 1970 and witnessed millions of black Americans departing the oppressive regimes of the Jim Crow South in pursuit of safety, respect, and opportunities in the northern cities of the United States. Through the intimate tales of three individuals among those millions, Wilkerson brings to life the raw emotions, the boundless aspirations, and the poignant narratives of those who dared to dream of a better life. This book not only charts a physical journey across the landscape of America, but also maps a deeply emotional and social trek that has indelibly shaped the American fabric. Author Isabel Wilkerson brings her own notable credentials to the table. She broke new ground as the first African-American woman to win the Pulitzer Prize for Journalism in 1994, lending her work a certain gravitas and authenticity. The warmth of other suns beckons curious individuals who seek to unearth an often overlooked yet indispensable chapter of U.S. history. It resonates with readers who appreciate biographical tales woven with factual precision and those intrigued by the social and demographic forces that have sculpted contemporary America. Join us as we explore the dreams, the struggles, and the enduring legacy of those who journeyed toward the warmth of other suns. The Warmth of Other Suns, the epic story of America's Great Migration. Introduction, A Journey Towards Hope, the epic exodus from the Jim Crow South. Imagine a movement so massive, so transformative, that the landscape of an entire nation is forever altered. Between the years of 1915 and 1970, that very phenomenon unfolded across the United States in a period often overshadowed by the headline-grabbing events of world wars and economic booms, an estimated six million black individuals made the monumental decision to pack up their lives and leave the oppressive Jim Crow laws of the American South. They ventured northward and westward, bound for cities where the promise of liberty and justice seemed within reach. Why did they go? What drove them to leave behind everything they knew to plunge into the unknown? And more importantly, what marks did this exodus leave on the canvas of America's history? Through an intimate portrait of three unique trailblazers, Ida Mae Gladney, George Starling, and Robert Foster, we dive into the heart of the Great Migration. Ida Mae traded the relentless toil of the Mississippi cotton fields for Chicago's bustling streets. George Starling fled Florida's brutal citrus groves for the teeming urbanity of New York and Robert Foster set his sights on Los Angeles, where he would surpass expectations and reach heights as a renowned physician. Their journeys give us a front-row seat to the challenges and triumphs faced by these migrants, elucidating the complexities of their motivations, the depth of their courage, and the indelible impact they had on the cities that became their new homes. From the legacy of slavery's chains to the shaping of modern metropolises, walk with us, as we recount how the Great Migration reshaped 
not just the lives of the individuals who embarked upon it, but the very soul of America itself. Part 1. Unraveling the Complex Tapestry of the Great Migration Beneath the surface of every mass movement lie countless personal stories, each thread colored by individual struggles, dreams, and desires. This holds true for the Great Migration, which not only altered the cultural and economic spheres of America, but also birthed a new chapter in the narrative of black Americans' relentless pursuit of a life unfettered by systemic racism. The key message in this tale of courage is, the Great Migration had diverse triggers, came from various places, and led to multiple destinations. Often left on the margins of history textbooks, the Great Migration's profound significance is overlooked, despite its status as the largest internal migration in the history of the United States. One might ask, why does this seismic shift in population not occupy the center stage of American discourse? The reasons are numerous, but at its core, the Great Migration was not a monolithic crusade. It was a mosaic of individual decisions made in living rooms and porches across the southern states, where the tales of brutality and dreams of freedom whispered the need for change. Consider this. Black Southerners did not partake in this journey as a collective front, in step with one another. Instead, each had their own impetus, whether they sought to escape the terrors of racially motivated violence, asphyxiating economic conditions, or simply yearned for the taste of liberty they heard existed in the industrial North. The Jim Crow laws stand out as one of the most insidious catalysts propelling this mass exodus. Following the abolition of slavery in 1865, these laws quickly emerged as a new iteration of racial oppression, one that thwarted the newly gained rights of black Americans. The laws were as prevalent as the air one breathed, touching every aspect of life, from who one could marry to which water fountain one could drink from, and creating an omnipresent system of exclusion and exploitation. Emanating from many sources, from the cotton fields that painted the Mississippi landscape to the tobacco farms dotting Virginia. The journeys of black migrants were as varied as their origins, all converging on the metropolitan beacons of the North, like New York, Chicago, and Philadelphia. World wars acted as accelerants to this migration. The labor shortages in the North, brought on by the First World War, rippled down to the South, where job recruiters, beckoned with the promise of employment, painting the North as a land of opportunities. The wartime pull, coupled with the push of Jim Crow injustices, injected the proverbial torch that became the Great Migration, seeing its momentum surge again during the Second World War, drawing upon the poignant experiences of Ida Mae Brandon Gladney, George Swanson Starling, and Robert Joseph Pershing Foster, we will soon embark on a journey through the lives of those who bravely step towards the unknown, each borne by their own wave of the Great Migration. Part 2. Ida May's Leap of Faith From Cotton Fields to the Promise of Chicago In the waning days of the Roaring Twenties, a 16-year-old Ida May navigated the transition from a tomboy childhood to a life that caught the eye of a steadfast admirer, George. Their ensuing courtship and marriage would soon bind their fates together in a journey far greater than they could have imagined. 
But the crux of this tale isn't merely about love. It's about a profound yearning for dignity and safety. Ida May and her family's journey from their Mississippi farm to the bustling urban energy of Chicago was more than just a relocation. It was a bid for better wages and, importantly, a quest for refuge. Ida May's family, anchored by the pragmatic spirit of her mother, Miss Thene, nurtured soil and souls on a cotton plantation under a sharecropping system. This system, a ghost of slavery's economic bondage, promised a division of profits that rarely landed in the hands of those toiling under the hot southern sun. George and Ida May often received only a pittance from Mr. Ed Pearson, the plantation owner, perpetuating a cycle of poverty and dependence. As the Great Depression tightened its grip, the already meager value of their labor plummeted. With two young children tethered to their care, the struggle to make ends meet grew more desperate. And then, tragedy lashed their community. In the aftermath of a horrific and racially charged attack on George's cousin, the couple's resolve to leave the South hardened. The terror of such unchecked violence and the impulse to protect their family became catalysts that could no longer be ignored. George fixed his gaze northward, toward Illinois, where Kin had already planted the seeds for fresh starts and brighter futures. Though Ida May clung to her ties to family, George's determination ultimately charted their course. With patience and a bit of luck, their next settlement would finance the voyage into the unknown. And so, in the autumn of 1937, aboard a train segregated by the very prejudices they sought to escape, Ida May, George, and their children embarked on an odyssey. Bound for Chicago, they carried with them not just their belongings, but the collective hopes of countless black Southerners yearning for the warmth of other suns. Part 3. George Starling's Daring Escape from Peril and Pursuit of Freedom Born into the nurturing yet restrictive folds of a Florida cotton and tobacco plantation, George Starling harbored ambitions that soared beyond the furrowed fields that blanketed his horizon. With a sharp mind and spirited heart, George carved out a vision of a future unshackled by the constraints of his birth. He set his sights on college education. Yet, as is often the case in narratives of aspiration, George's dreams clashed with the stark rigors of reality. Despite his academic prowess and acceptance into college, his journey hit a wall when his father declared further education a futile expense, cutting off George's financial support. Compelled by a mixture of defiance and necessity, George married his high school love, Inez, thrusting him back into the world of labor he sought to transcend. Grappling with fruit-picking jobs that abused more than rewarded, he plotted a course to send Inez to beauty school, a lighthouse of hope in their shared odyssey. As fate would have it, a stint at a Detroit factory during World War II would jolt George's consciousness, exposing the stark contrast between his labor's worth and the pittance he earned. Infuriated, he returned home with the fire of change simmering within him. The key message here is striking in its clarity. George Starling fled Florida to dodge persecution for labor organizing, a bold, defiant act against an oppressive system. Leveraging the labor shortages of the ongoing war, George led his fellow pickers in a spirited campaign for fair wages, 
orchestrating strikes that bent the reluctant wills of plantation owners. Yet, success in activism came with a shadow of danger. His rising reputation as an agitator cast the specter of retribution upon him. Those closest to George expressed fears for his safety, knowing all too well the violent retribution that could be wielded by disgruntled employers. The consequence was inevitable. George had to leave. Resolved to carve out a new existence devoid of persecution, he aimed for the pulsing heartbeat of New York, leaving behind whispers of his insurrection and a promise to return for Inez. Traveling under the cloak of discretion, George boarded the silver meteor, his hopes alight as the train rolled northward. A poignant moment revealed itself when, crossing the boundary into the north, segregation dissolved before his very eyes as white and colored signs vanished within the train. It was then, amidst the blur of changing landscapes, that George Starling breathed in the air of a newfound freedom. Part 4. Robert Pershing Foster's Quest for a Life Beyond the Color Line In the tapestry of the Great Migration, certain figures emerge with stories so compelling they seem woven from the very fabric of inspiration. One such narrative belongs to Pershing Foster, a bright spark shining against the backdrop of Monroe, Louisiana. Rooted in a family revered for their educational standing, Pershing's life was etched with expectation and the unyielding weight of legacy. The Fosters were beacons of educational prestige, with Madison Foster shaping young minds as the principal, while Ottie Foster cast her own influence as a teacher. Despite facing the stark disparities of the Jim Crow era, earning a mere fraction of their white counterparts' salaries, they propelled their eldest son into the medical profession. For Pershing, the bar was set just as high. Pershing Foster's tale is one of ambition racing against the tethers of racial injustice. Seeking to carve his own path and elevate his career beyond the shackles of segregation, Pershing ventured beyond Louisiana's borders. With a personality as vibrant as the southern sun, Pershing's magnetic charm saw him through the hallowed halls of Morehouse College and into the life of Alice Clement, the college president's daughter. Love blossomed, a family was born, but duty called Pershing away to military service and the distant shores of Austria, where his surgical skills earned him renown. Pershing's return to the United States cast into stark relief the absurdity of Jim Crow's grip. A celebrated military surgeon overseas, yet at home in Louisiana, barred from practicing his craft in local hospitals. This contradiction fueled his determination to find a place where his talents could truly flourish. Los Angeles, a city synonymous with opportunity and the lure of Hollywood's grandeur. The narrative of Pershing Foster, who, in aligning with a new beginning, adopted the name Robert Pershing Foster, is marked by a solo journey towards self-realization. In the summer of 1953, he drove west, the Los Angeles skyline pulling him into its embrace with the promise of a future unrestrained by the color of his skin. Arriving with his wallet nearly empty but harboring a reservoir of hope, Robert Pershing Foster was ready to embrace the life he had envisioned, one where excellence and ambition were not mired by prejudice. In the glow of California's sun, he saw not just a new home, 
but a panorama of possibilities where his dreams could manifest unhindered by the yoke of discrimination. Part 5. From Southern Fields to Northern Dreams Ida May's Chicago Transformation Stepping into the dizzying embrace of Chicago, Ida May Gladney and her family were awash with a mixture of awe and anticipation. As the Great Migration unfolded, they were but a few among the multitudes seeking anchorage in the promise of a new land, the North, where opportunities gleamed like stars against a night sky. Once a familiar presence in the rigidly demarcated fields of the South, Ida May found herself transcending boundaries, navigating an urban jungle that seemed nothing short of celestial compared to the cotton fields she left behind. The key message in Ida May's journey carries the essence of visage and change. In Chicago, Ida May became part of the burgeoning urban black working class, a testament to the resilience and adaptability of those who dared to dream of a different life. Milwaukee, with Ida May's sister extending her welcome, served as a temporary haven before the siren call of Chicago proved irresistible. The Great Depression had cast a shadow over the job market, rendering employment, even the grueling, low-wage work, often designated for black migrants, an elusive quarry. George, ever pragmatic, found footholds where he could, hauling ice to eke out a meager income that beckoned the family into Chicago's bustling heart. Chicago's neighborhoods, brimming with newcomers, became a patchwork of frantic aspiration. While this fresh mosaic of humanity sought new beginnings, long-standing barriers erected by both white communities and northern-born black workers simmered with tension, wary of the competition for jobs already in scant supply. For women from the South, the challenge was doubly pronounced. With an unjust stigma tethering them to perceived ignorance and an unsuitability for industrial labor, they were left to navigate the harsh realities of slave markets, where their worth was pitifully bargained. Despite the odds, Ida May carved out a niche as a hospital aide, a role that, though modest, planted seeds for a home blossoming with incremental yet significant improvements. The concrete edifice of their apartment may have mirrored their previous life in scale, but within its walls, intangible victories unfurled, freedoms and rights long withheld in the South. Ida May's story pivoted on a pivotal moment in 1940, as she cast a ballot in the presidential election, her very first. It was more than a vote. It was an affirmation of her presence and power within the fabric of a nation, a silent declaration that she and countless others who journeyed north were now agents of their own destinies. Part 6. George Starling's Harlem Haven and the Eye of the Migration Storm Arriving in Harlem was a defining moment for George Starling, one that marked the stark contrast between the asphyxiating suppression of Florida and the liberated echelons of New York City's Black Haven. Harlem, with its roots deeply embedded in the history of emancipated souls, pulsed with a rhythm that echoed the heartbeat of Black America. For George, this was not just a change of scenery. It was the fulfillment of a yearning for freedom that the South could never provide. Finding his feet within the ever-swelling community of Harlem, George made strides into the workforce, securing a job that not only provided for his livelihood, 
but also placed him at the vanguard of a transformative era. As a train attendant, George now bore witness to the steady stream of his brethren flowing from the shackles of the South to the promising embrace of the North. The train rides he navigated were more than just commutes, they were passages of hope, with every trip threading through the fabric of the great migration he was part of. While catering to the traveler's needs, George became a beacon of guidance, sharing wisdom and insights with new arrivals, further engraving his role in this epochal shift. Enshrined in this setting, the key message of George's journey comes to light. Working as a train attendant in New York, he became an observer and participant in the relentless surge of the Great Migration. His responsibilities transcended the routine tasks of baggage and seating, evolving into a role that mirrored the communal spirit of support and camaraderie. George was also captivated by the colorful artifacts of the migrants' past lives, possessions that carried the scent of southern soil. His encounters with passengers, like the woman safeguarding her watermelon treasure in a hatbox, etched indelible images of resilience into his consciousness. His wife Inez, joining him in the mosaic of Harlem life, found her place in the sun as a nurse, adding to the fabric of the community that was slowly transmuting into a home for their family. Yet, for all the strides forward, the past shadows cast long silhouettes. News of the assassination of Harry Moore, a civil rights champion and a touchstone of George's formative years, was a stark reminder of the enduring perils below the Mason-Dixon line. Persisting in the face of such reminders, George harnessed his position to amplify the rumblings of the civil rights movement, collecting donations and urging black passengers post-1964 to embrace the newly granted freedoms of desegregation. In the dynamic whirlwind of the Great Migration, George Starling stood as both a witness and a warrior, navigating the currents of change with an unyielding commitment to progress and justice. Part 7 Robert's rise to fame, from humble beginnings to Hollywood's go-to surgeon. As Robert's car rolled into the sun-soaked streets of Los Angeles, he couldn't help but be captivated by the city's allure. It was a place teeming with opportunity, a stark contrast to his origins in the Jim Crow South. However, the road to success in this new world was far from instant. It was paved with trials that would test his resolve and skill. Despite his surgical prowess, his beginnings in L.A. were modest, as he took on a role as a medical examiner that scarcely scratched the surface of his capabilities. Tasked with the menial collection of urine samples, he nonetheless infused this period with his tangible charisma, tactfully laying the groundwork for what would become his own flourishing medical practice. Before he reached the pinnacle of his aspirations, Robert faced a critical challenge to reunite with his family while setting the stage for a life that met their expectations. When the moment arrived, their new life in Los Angeles began with a patchwork of dazzling social gatherings and the stark realization that the couple, united by the bonds of matrimony for over a decade, had yet to truly inhabit each other's lives. Despite the tremors within his personal life, Robert's professional endeavors soared. His reputation swelled as individuals from all corners of Los Angeles sought his medical expertise. Wealth followed suit, allowing for the luxuries of a grand home, a sleek Cadillac, and the thrills of gambling. 
all markers of his newfound status. But it was a dramatic episode, one fateful night that catapulted his name into the annals of fame. The legendary Ray Charles, in a dire medical predicament, placed his trust in Robert's hands. As Robert skillfully attended to the musician's injury, a profound bond was forged. In recognition of Robert's life-saving intervention, Ray Charles paid homage through the timeless tune, Hide Nor Hair, weaving the doctor's name into the fabric of musical lore. In Los Angeles, the key message of Robert's journey shines as a beacon of personal triumph. He made a name for himself as a famous and reputable doctor, navigating his path from the disdainful restrictions of his southern origins to the pinnacle of success in the world of celebrities and a culture enamored with glamour. Dr. Robert Pershing Foster's tale incarnates the essence of the American dream, transfigured by the vigor and vision of the Great Migration. From the tribulations of a humble beginning, he emerged as one of Hollywood's most sought-after surgeons, a man whose legacy was etched into the very soul of a city that symbolizes possibility. Part 8. The Northern Dream's Bittersweet Reality for Black Migrants Ida May, George and Robert, like many others before and after them, charted a course away from the southern world that had treated them as second-class citizens. With the hope for equality and prosperity guiding their voyage, they left behind the familiar tapestry of life in the rural south, family, dear friends, and a way of life entrenched in both culture and constraint. They believed firmly that the possibilities of the North held a brighter future than the corners of the land they once called home. Arrival in the North, however, didn't unfurl into the utopia it was envisioned to be. The expectation of a refuge from racism was met with the harsh reality of urban struggle and discrimination in a different guise. These migrants found that the wages in the North, albeit slightly higher, came with their own steep costs. The heavy lifting factory work or the unending hustle of service jobs scarcely afforded a moment's breath. Moreover, the northern cities, once beacons of hope, began to balk under the influx, with the housing crisis forcing black families into congested, overpriced neighborhoods, echoing a segregation that mirrored the South's, albeit without the Jim Crow signage. The dream had its shadows, and the key message is achingly clear. For many black Southerners, the North wasn't the carefree land of their dreams. Ida May's Chicago life experienced the ebb and flow of neighborhood value as racial dynamics spurred by migration transformed once thriving districts into areas gripped by socioeconomic despair. George grappled with the internal turmoil born of past choices and the difficulty of reconciling with the present, even as his own family faced the pervasive snares of city life, such as substance abuse. Concurrently, Robert navigated through a spectral marriage and concealed the voids within with a glitzy veneer of success and excess. His narrative was marred by an insatiable appetite for gambling, revealing the complexities of an individual reaching for greatness but wrestling with personal demons. Despite these tribulations, none lamented the path taken. They had pursued a dream, and while it may not have been the idyllic escape they envisioned, it was a step towards self-determination a stride away from the draconian Jim Crow laws of the South. The Great Migration, for all its promised glory and hidden grief, 
remained an unwavering testament to their resilience, a golden thread in the tapestry of their journey through history. Part 9. The Great Migration, a testament to the enduring spirit of freedom. As the twilight of the Great Migration settled upon America in the 1970s, the demographic landscape of the nation had irrevocably changed. Cities like Chicago had transformed from enclaves with modest black populations into vibrant centers, burgeoning with over a million black residents. The legacy of this exodus was monumental, but complexity shrouded the aftermath. Critics have pondered the success of the migration, pointing to escalating poverty, housing shortages, and civil unrest in the northern havens. However, this lens often obscures the internal tapestry of triumph and liberation that the movement embodied for those who had taken the courageous steps northward. For countless black Southerners, their northbound journeys were not mere changes of address. Here's the key message. For many black Southerners, leaving the South was an expression of freedom, a resounding affirmation of their newly minted status as equals in the eyes of the law, a right often trampled upon back home. The act of migration was interwoven with profound personal significance, symbolizing an emancipation from the repressive yoke of the South. Despite the North not living up to the ethnic haven they hoped for, the decision to migrate rarely bore the weight of regret. The inadequacies and harsh realities of Northern life couldn't eclipse the deeply felt victory of autonomy and self-determination. The stories of Robert, George, and Ida May serve as touchstones for understanding this great shift. Robert, a surgeon whose legacy was sealed by his exceptional career, never returned to the South soil, choosing to be interred in the city that allowed him to flourish. His daughters, following in the footsteps of his success, bear witness to his enduring impact. George's survival was his triumph, navigating through life forged by the fires of his southern escape. While visits to his former home brought uneasy echoes of the past, he ultimately found peace, passing away in the sanctuary of the North he had sought. Ida May remained the embodiment of adaptation, drawing the North into her essence while retaining the indelible marks of her Mississippi roots. Her voice carried the cherished melodies of her beginnings, echoing until her passing in 2004. Through the lives of these three individuals, a narrative unfolds of a collective awakening, one that stirred millions to take destiny into their hands. The ripples of their choices melded into a wave that redefined America's demographic shores, etching a profound cultural and societal transformation that would echo through generations. The Great Migration, for all its complexity, stands as a monument to an undying pursuit of liberty and prosperity the heartbeat of the American ethos. Final summary. Imagine the echo of a million footsteps, the silent swell of a collective yearning for the freedom and dignity that lies just over the horizon. This is the essence of the Great Migration. As one of the most monumental chapters in American history unfolded, six million black individuals embarked on a mass pilgrimage, leaving behind the oppressive climate of the Jim Crow South for the potential promise of northern cities. From 1915 to 1970, over approximately 60 years and multiple generations, the landscapes of cities like New York, Chicago, and Los Angeles were irrevocably transformed. 
the migrants who uprooted their lives carried with them not just their belongings, but their rich cultural heritage, their resilience, and their hope for a life unmarred by the prejudices that had long overshadowed their existence. Each person's journey was etched with unique stories of dreams kindled and challenges faced, of leaving loves behind and forging new paths. Their collective movements constituted the Great Migration, an epoch that would leave an indelible mark on the fabric of the United States. Yet, for many, the North was not the promised land they had envisioned. The shadows of segregation's legacy found new forms in these urban landscapes, and the struggle for true equality continued in different ways. Nonetheless, the decision to migrate seldom simmered with regret. Through the lens of opportunity and the fierce assertion of their rights as citizens, the act of migration itself became an enduring symbol of emancipation, a profound declaration of autonomy and the pursuit of a better life. For those who journeyed northward, the Great Migration wasn't a mere change in geography. It was an affirmation of freedom, the kind that resonates deeply within the American soul. Thank you for joining me today on this journey of learning and discovery as we explored the insights of another thought-provoking book in our growing library of knowledge. If you've enjoyed our time together, please take a moment to follow our podcast, give us a five-star rating, and share 20-minute books with other knowledge seekers. Your support truly means a lot. Don't forget to join me again in the next episode, where we will delve into another enriching book. Until then. Happy reading and happy listening.